I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, no guests this week. That's right. Instead, we are going to dive in to tons of toy news that has unfolded over the last few weeks. Very exciting stuff. It's been a crazy couple of weeks. We thought that maybe all the action figure news had peaked at Comic-Con, but it turns out there's tons more news that's come out in the last few weeks. There's also been tons of conventions. But before we get into that, Blake, did you buy any toys this week? I did. I have started, as I said, I don't know if I said to you on or off, Mike, it doesn't matter. I've been trying to expand my collecting outside of my usual Star Wars and Marvel Legends, half because of this podcast and half because I like more things than that and it doesn't appear that I do. And these are the things I worry about because I'm insane. Uh, We also talked about when I believe Mark and Draco was here many moons ago. I'm not a big horror toy guy because they usually are so good at being creepy and I don't want to have a bunch of creepy shit in my apartment. Fair enough. NECA has answered my prayers with the Toonie Terrors line right before Halloween, my favorite holiday, my favorite season. It's the fall. Normally I would have my chicken McNuggets in their Halloween costumes from the early 90s, but those are at home in Chicago with my mother. So instead, I have bought the Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger Toonie Terrors figures from this first wave. And I am obsessed. These are great. They look like they are ripped from a Scooby-Doo cartoon, but with Jason and Freddy. Now, if you're looking for like a toy that articulates, this isn't your stop. I'm not a horror fan, like, at all. Uh, and, you know, I don't really care at all about Freddy or Jason, but these look fantastic. Like, I love the well, style of them. And I would be down to buy, like, non-horror-type characters so, in this style and scale and price point. I said to my friend Matt Kanapka, who does a very popular horror podcast called The Hill. Killer Horror Critic from Outer Space. Very good show. People should go listen to it. He's a good man. I'll be on it this week talking about Ready or Not, which everyone should go watch. That being said, I text him about these toys. And I was like, and I said to him, I was like, look, man, you're a bigger horror guy than me. So I go, wave one does Jason and Freddy. Wave two does Pinhead and Mike Myers. And I feel like we're done. I feel like those are the 80s slasher icons. Wave one already has two Pennywises in it. Two. Then what? We're not going to make Samara from The Ring or any Blumhouse people. That's why I feel like they could go off in a direction with some of the other licenses that NECA has. Sci-fi, comic book. They can make Gremlins. They could make Sloth from the Goonies. They could make yep. any of those type of characters. Predator, creatures. Alien. Like yeah. th- and that's what, when I finally realized, I was like, maybe this isn't a Toonie Terrors. Maybe next it'll be... Toonie sci-fi. Toonie movie classics. I'll fucking buy a Toonie Marty McFly. Oh, yeah. That would be amazing. This is a line that doesn't have to end at horror. And similar to the, like, Toys to Life figures, the you know, the Amiibo, things like that, even Funkos, we've talked about, have a good job of making a line universal and having an art style that can divide into other genres. And not a this bad way perfect. of getting around like likeness rights either. Right. When you're just purchasing the character rights and not the rights of the actor. Yeah, I'm all about it. And you got you found these at Target? Yeah, they are Target, our Target. The Target in North Hollywood, which usually has nothing. Yeah, not my Target. Yeah. Hashtag not my Target. <laughs> I go out to the Empire Center. I do. I prefer it there. 
But I stumble. It's a quicker drive. I don't have to deal with as much traffic. I hate that Empire Center parking lot. This is very inside knowledge, but it's a trash parking lot, Justin. It's terrible. Hey, you got to deal with it. There's too many good shops there. Yeah, I mean, you know, they've got all the enemies. The Walmart, the GameStop. Plus the North Hollywood Target is right by my ex's place. I didn't know that. So I don't go there anymore. No. No, no. Well, there you go. My ex almost worked at that Target, so it is a nexus of exes. <laughs> Justin, what did you buy this week? I loaded up <laughs> on WWE Elite Figures this week because <laughs> Walmart, I don't know if it was an error. I, I'm th- Well, okay. It's seeming like it was an error, but the... WWE Elite figures that usually run between twenty, like fifteen and twenty dollars. Sure, uh, have been ringing up at some WalMarts for four dollars. Uh, yes. So <laughs> I went to fourteen WalMarts this weekend, uh, trying to find the Pat Patterson figure. Which, if you're a listener to the show, you know I am killing myself trying. Yeah, this to find is really this the figure. soul stone of our show. Eventually, you're gonna have to toss me off a ledge with somebody from one of the first Marvel movies appears as death. And Blake, I have found out that it's very reasonable on the second market. You can go on eBay and get one for like twenty five dollars shipped. But I will not. I am very feed stubborn. The scalpers. <laughs> I would rather drive over half of Southern California. Uh, looking for this figure. But the plus side this weekend of going around looking for it was I was able to pick up a bunch of other figures for $4, which is there you go. crazy. Uh, so, yeah, and I, I found the Chase version of King Mabel and picked that up for $4, the new Undertaker for $4, uh, a Nia Jax that I had passed on over and over and over again. And similarly, though I don't think this was – a mistake. This seemed like an intentional sale. GameStop has their $25 elites for $5. GameStop had their own pricing error. And they mm. restocked the NECA movie Turtles at like 5 bucks a pop, which is preposterous. Not only did they do that, but other NECA figures, their Predators, their Xenomorphs, ringing up at $0. Of course, GameStop rectified this and sent an email to so many people. All of the action figure groups I'm on on Facebook got this of like, hey, we messed up. And normally when we mess up, another company has to help buy us, like ThinkGeek, which is another company that will not exist soon. Oops. And canceled all the orders. So it's amazing to me that they are even risking having a sale. Because I've worked at GameStop, Justin, and my employee discount, which is now 10 years old, still works. Because their employee discount doesn't operate as a code. Any six digits will go in. So when I moved from Chicago to Los Angeles, I would walk into GameStop and go, oh, I work in store 5063 Glenview, Illinois. And they would go, great, you know the store number, you know the manager number, we don't really need to call Chicago... Chicago will verify. They'll call the next door, whatever. So People, you're telling me I could have used your employee discount and gotten those for four fifty, maybe instead of five. Maybe I haven't done it in a while. It's been. Should a I few return years. them? I? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. The last time I did it, I felt bad because I was. Uh, I own a Nintendo Switch, and uh, as those who may own it know, it does not have a proper directional pad. 
which for me as a fan of 2D games is a necessity. So I modded a set of controllers. I broke it, returned it to the GameStop on the sly with their seven-day return use, got a different one, did that one, got the piece I needed out. And when I returned the uh, now defective Joy-Con, which is like a $50 con. The guy, I, he was, I was like, you know, man, I used to work at a GameStop, whatever, whatever. And he was like, oh, man, me too. I was at Northbrook, Illinois. And I was like, oh, no. My ruse is up. You are also on the North Shore. And then all of a sudden I was like, fuck, I can rip off a company. But he's like one of my brothers. We were in this together. You're down the street. He still works for him, Blake. I know. But you know, man, once you're a jet, you're always a jet. Disagree. Well. I feel like if it's a major corporation, You don't have any I'm loyalty to, to your Toys R Us people? The people, not the company. Uh, look, I mean, I would expect that one of my Toys R Us people would let me just walk out the door with whatever toy I'd like. Sure, sure. You got to be all be in this together to scam these giant companies. I know. I just, you know, you gotta. You've also always been native born here. I'm, I'm miles. The odds of me finding another North Shore GameStop employee. That is true. Quite slim. I will and don't say, get me wrong. I still ripped him off. There is a part of me when I buy something like the Elites for $4 that feels a little bad. Uh, because Bill McKenna, I guess, last week is a good friend of mine. Yeah, you're also deep uh, in this. But look, once Walmart has purchased the figures from Mattel, Mattel's made their money. <laughs> Bill's check cashed. This is on Walmart. You're also like, I'm I have not, no problem stealing from Walmart. I mean, that's true. I do not like them. I won't even go in. Lucky like for them. you, I went in and got you that store. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So in my 14 Walmart run this weekend, uh, did not find the Pat Patterson. You also, man, rolling dice over here. We had a podcast schedule that you sent me a text that said, I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I- and I was like, Justin is not showing up to record. <laughs> he is somewhere where time doesn't exist. I've been working nonstop for <laughs> like months. And today, like I had to make the decision this weekend. Was I going to work through the weekend or was I just going to relax? Sure. And I decided, you know what? I'll work only half the weekend and I'll do a little relaxing. Also, I was headed down to Anaheim. Uh, for D23, D23. Uh, to see our friends at Podcast the Ride do their uh, live show. So I decided to leave a couple of hours early for Anaheim and went to all the Walmarts between L.A. and Anaheim. Sure. Uh, and that's where I first found a bunch of the $4 figures. Uh, so then I woke up this morning on Sunday ready to get to work and was like, you know what? I'm going to go to war, more Walmarts. Uh, so I drove out north, and I just kept driving past Magic Mountain and just drove and drove and out by the grapevine headed toward Bakersfield. Uh, there is a far-out Walmart, and I walked in there thinking, if any Walmart's going to have this Pat Patterson, this is going to be the one. No dice. But a case of... Uh, X-Men Classics right there on the pallet. Busted it open. Grab the storm. It's now yours. I'm very happy about that. I'm very thankful. And I'm with you. But I've thought about this. 
And I was like, look, if it's $19.99 for a figure, for a Star Wars Black Series figure, and I now need a Dengar to get all of my bounty hunters from Empire Strikes Back, which is true. I can get you a Dengar. Great. They're currently going on Amazon for about $23. And I'm stubborn enough where $3 over market value is, I'm not doing it. However... There's also, like, the uh, Imperial Guard, the nice man in red who does nothing, but I love him. He's going for 11 bucks on Amazon. Now, these are the six-inch Black six Series. Six-inch Black Series. Okay. Which I'm means, Justin, if I buy them both together, yes. one is higher than the 20, one is lower. I'm evening out, and I have now spent an average of $20 a figure, and I'm back to market value. Okay. I... I'm following you with this because I actually had the same thought earlier. Great. Of now that I've bought most of this Elite series for $4 a piece, if I went and spent $10 above retail for this Pat Patterson, it would more than all even out. I would still be buying that whole wave for less than retail. Yeah. But it is the principle that, Blake, I love Pat Patterson. We have been over this time and time again on this podcast. I fucking love Pat Patterson. He is one of my heroes. I have wanted a toy of him, specifically this old man version of him, for years. And it just bothers me to no end that you see so many of these on eBay. They're clearly just being picked up by people who don't give a fuck about Pat Patterson, who don't want an old man figure, who just want to make money off of selling it. And I just cannot bring myself to help those people. Yep. No, I'm with you. Because this is like – this is one of those things that people get mad at like Bill and the Mattel guys about, that they feel like they're under making these figures – Look, very few people want a Pat Patterson figure, especially one of him as an old man. I understand this. And that's why they're made in such a small quantity, because they're made in a quantity for the people that want them. But when these scalpers go out there and buy them and jack up the price, now, instead of people like me who passionately want this figure— it's being bought up by people who are trying to make a quick buck. People are only buying it because they think it's going to be worth something, and I hate Yeah, that. you're you're getting into the same people who are now buying comic books because they're adding a quote-unquote new character. Who are just like, well, I heard that Superman 15 is going to be huge because Brian Michael Bendis put in this. It's like, well, maybe, maybe not. Because people, like, it's... Or Donny Cates Venom, which has new villains. People who are trying to make money off of this stuff, they see the word chase, they see the word exclusive, and and they think it's automatically going to be worth money. And then they end up making it worth money because they're buying all of it. And what annoys me, 20 bucks is just not worth getting to Target at 4 a.m., buying more than you're supposed to, putting them up on eBay, doing... And I just don't want to support that. Because I look at it and I go, you spent about 80 hours to make $5. That's insane. Yeah. And And I refuse to pay that out. The other argument that people make about this stuff is like, well, then why can't they just make more Pat Patterson's? 
Well, they can, but then they would just sit there on the shelf because the reality is only a handful of people like me want it. Right. The other thing that I find so funny is like once the scalpers stock up on these and then can't sell them, they don't lower the price. They just sit on them. Yeah, they just have them. I've never paid above retail for an action figure. No? I'm proud of you. Neither have I. Pat Patterson may break me, Blake. I mean, five bucks. That's like, what, a Nutter Butter and a Coke Zero? Uh, What would you go over that retail price for? Anything? Is there any other, like, character that you're just like, man, if they made... No, honest to God, there's not many, like... People I want an action figure of <laughs> other than Pat Patterson. Well. <laughs> this is torturous. There's been a lot of talk in the news this week about Hasbro buying Death Row Records. <laughs> now, this is a very... Weird. Very misleading headline because in actuality, they bought a company called Entertainment One that owns Death Row Records. Right. But in our clickbait society, I'd say 80% of the headlines reads Hasbro Toymaker buys Death Row Records <sighs> or some sort of like makers of G.I. Joe now own Tupac or some headline like that yeah that's what they want right Uh, but really they bought this company because it has a lot of like family and children's properties peppa Uh, the pig peppa is that it's some eastern european pig yeah it's a pig looks like it's got one eye because we're looking at it from the side (laughs) what (laughs) we're not children justin we just do a podcast for toys um yeah so they bought this pig and i always I guess there's other well, PJ Mask. Is that something? Yeah. Well, I... let's be very clear. Entertainment One, and I don't have the credentials in front of me, but I'll pull them up because it's actually quite, quite shocking. Um, how much they own? How many like weird properties and productions they've been a part of? I went to their website. Scary to stories see to tell in the dark. Are and it was just a bunch of like corporate jibber jabber. Well, you and I both work in the entertainment industry. So we know that there's distribution, there's production, there's this, there's that and the other, right? For every Disney movie, they need companies like Entertainment One. And when you really start getting down to what Entertainment One is, it is a production company. They're going to give you the materials you need to make your movie. They're not distributing anything. But they own this European pig. They own this European pig. They helped make Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, the highest grossing horror movie this year, before It Chapter 2, which, let's be clear, will win that round. They've worked on The Walking Dead, PJ Masks, the the movie 1917, a Sam Mendel World War I trench film. Transpose, the Wu-Tang Clan animated series, again, Death Row Records. They worked on the movie Green Book. Oh, so maybe we'll finally get some Green Book toys. Uh, you know, if there's one thing I need, Justin, it's more appropriation. I've been writing NECA every Where's week for months. my Pop Funko of uh, Viggo Morrison? Uh, my guess is they'll probably like sell off Death Row Records and whatever else. I mean, or we're going to get some like weird shit, right? Like I was the one who a few episodes ago was like, give me Funko Pops of these hip-hop artists. But they only own the label. They don't own like yeah. the rights to Tupac. Right. 
other Hasbro news from the last couple of weeks, they got the Ghostbusters license. Yeah. Uh, Mattel had it previously. I feel like it's been split up and a lot of other places have it. But now the master toy license for Ghostbusters is at Hasbro. I guess just in time for this new movie. Uh, Sure, they'll do figures for the new movie. My question, are they going to go back and do figures from the original movies? And do we even need more of these? Blake, for most of my life, I dreamed about a movie-accurate Ghostbusters action figure line. And now we are on the brink of having too many of them. Yeah. And you know what's weird? And I like when toy lines get weird. So where's my real Ghostbusters toy line? Uh, uh, Diamond's making them. Are they? Yeah. I missed this. making them. Oh, well. They, They look perfect. Great. Yeah, they're absolutely perfect. Great. If you're a big fan of real Ghostbusters... These are a must-buy because they're accurate to the cartoon. I mean, like, perfect. Yeah. And they come with a really nice base, too. But they're a little bigger than most figures. I feel like they're like a 7-inch. Oh, interesting. That's uh, fine. Like the I... Marvel Select size. Okay. I mean, the Marvel Select puts out some good stuff. doesn't match with everything, but it's good stuff. But, yeah, it's a... Um, it's definitely a line. I feel like I feel like we've now mined almost fully the eighties. We've done all of our Ghostbusters. I, mean, I, I disagree with that comment, but Ghostbusters, I feel like we fully mined. I mean, yeah. All right. Oh, Back to the Future doesn't have enough. Yeah, there's still not a Back to the Future toy line. Yeah, I mean, that's Hot Toys have made preposterous. But with Ghostbusters, so did you have any of the real Ghostbuster toys when you were a kid? Ooh, I think so. Because those were great toys. Those were good. I was like, I was so young when that show. They were came very out. playable toys. Yeah, that was that was back when toys weren't like, ooh, I put them on a shelf. And it's but at the same time, they looked great. They were that yeah. was one of those lines where they looked great, but they also had a lot of great action. The figure. very weird part about being a kid in the nineties was it was the perfect mix of everything was toyetic. Star Wars was back, Pokemon was out, Freakazoid, Warner Brothers, Real Ghostbusters, back to... Everything had an animated show, and toys were suddenly becoming, you know, like the uh, the Spider-Man Classics line, where it was like half for people who were kids, right? And half for people who want to collect. So I remember having this toy box with like the Real Ghostbusters in it, but also with like McDonald's toys, that was, even as a kid, I could like see the quality. Almost the same time you remember the first bad movie you saw. And there's so long where you're a kid where it's a movie and it's great. And then one day you're like, wait a minute. Jurassic Park 3 kind of sucked. I didn't know we could do this. You, know, you were talking earlier about not wanting to have like creepy, scary stuff yeah. around your apartment. Right. When I was a kid, some of those real Ghostbuster toys really freaked me out. That's kind of my point, is I remember, like, seeing them with my mom and her being like, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's the kind of stuff you should be, like, bringing to school in your backpack. There was, like, a skeleton that was real creepy. Yeah. And there was, like, a bunch of monsters. Like, yeah. That I, was, was also, I've said for a long time that the 90s was the last decade where we were okay kind of scaring kids. Courage the Cowardly Dog was a pretty, like, freaky show. I don't even know what that is. Courage the Cowardly Dog? You don't know Courage the Cowardly Dog, Justin. 
Blake 89 is so hurt. Was this a local Chicago This thing? was a Cartoon Network televised show, along with such quality animated programming as Hey Arnold, Dexter's Lab, Invader Zim, Powerpuff Girls. I'm bouncing between Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network. And if we have listeners who are like, he's bouncing between the two, I know time, I'm doing it. Time frame. Yes. Courage was a show. And it was I, 10 in 1999. So it scared the shit out of me. It was a lone farm with like two elderly people and Courage the dog. And every week, like almost a Twilight Zone-esque monster would show up. And nobody else would really believe it. And Courage, who was afraid of everything, would have to overcome his fear and like defend the house from these monsters. But the animation was so twisted and weird and like... 80s, 90s Tim Burton. Like, Batman Returns weird and creepy. And Hmm. as a kid, to wedge that between Dexter's Lab and Powerpuff Girls was like some Are You Afraid of the Dark Goosebumps shit. There's one episode where they called The Barber. And this, like, creepy, skinny man with, like, Doc Brown hair shows up. And he's like, Ooh, well, you've all been naughty. And the whole thing is he thinks Courage needs a haircut. And he just looks like a pedophile. And the grandma's like, oh, well, Courage is a haircut. This nice man wants to do it. Let's lock him in a bathroom with this stranger and have him shed courage of all his hair. Has stayed with me since then. Yeah, I probably won't be checking that one out. It's a good one. Speaking of animation, He-Man, Masters of the Universe. One of the many conventions in the last couple of weeks was PowerCon. The He-Man and the Masters of the Universe con. Uh, a lot of stuff shown there. Uh, Mattel showed a lot more of their new He-Man line, which looks good, but I'm just going to be skipping this. I bought that entire last line. The more and more they show, the more it looks good, but it's just Speaking of mining not the 80s. Like, something's not clicking for me with it. We've done it a lot. Yes. We've done this line a lot. And I'm not a big Masters of the Universe guy. My dad loves He-Man. Candidly, I probably would have been into it, but there weren't reruns on when I was a kid. Or there well, weren't, I missed them. I mean, the thing is, the show is not good. Uh, well, I yeah, was that's the way, joke, is that's always the same animation of him picking up the rock or whatever, right? Like, I was way more into the toys than the show. It's a very toyetic show. Yeah, like, the, the toys the toys came with little mini comic books and that told you everything you needed to know. And I was much more into making up my own adventures with the toys than watching the show. That's how I so was with Power Rangers. I have nostalgia for the toys. I don't really have nostalgia for the show. I think I'm done with Masters. I think I've probably bought my last Masters of the Universe. Well, how thing. many Skeletors do you need? Nine? Twelve? Yeah. 12. Another multiple of three? Yeah, twelve's pretty right. All right. But what they did show, they showed their, they ended up showing a lot of stuff at the convention, not really He-Man related. And that stuff was very exciting. Uh, Super 7 had a booth there, one of my favorite companies. And they finally got to show their new Ultimates line of Thundercats and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They couldn't show these at Comic-Con, which was a big disappointment for me. They showed them at PowerCon. And everything looks great. Speaking of lines that I don't feel like I need to keep buying is turtles. 
I have my retro figures from Playmates. I have the NECA movie ones. But oh my god. Yeah, I, I I just want that Baxter the fly? I feel like Yeah, I've skipped a lot of this NECA turtle <sighs> stuff. And now I'm now I'm back in. Now I'm and back these are in the turtles. Great. So they showed the first four, which was just a regular turtle. I think was it Raphael? I think yeah, which uh, is my second to least favorite a turtle. Foot Soldier, Splinter, and Baxter Stockman. I I'm not in love with the look of the turtle. I have or my turtle Splinter or the Foot Soldier. I like them. I don't love them. I love that Baxter Stockman. Holy. Cow. I have to buy it. I am hoping this isn't a scenario where you have to buy all four because that's how they did the NECA their last, nonsense. Well, no, they did the last time Super Seven uh, did a line like this, which was the Masters line. They right. sold those in sets of four. Right, you couldn't buy them individually. You had to go to a third party website like Entertainment Earth or Big Bad yeah. Toy. I think Big. I, so I think they buy twenty nine Entertainment Earth and to buy them individually at a marked up price. And I'm really hoping we can just buy that Baxter because I have to buy the Baxter. It's so good. And I'm really curious to see what it's going to look like with the NECA figures. Like, how are these all going to look together? together? Now, the other thing that's interesting about this line, and I I don't have much to say about the Thundercats. They look gorgeous, but I'm not. A big Thundercats guy. Love me some Thundercats. Uh, so I'm not going to be picking those up, but for you Thundercat fans out there, I they might, look good. I might get a few. That's now, a weird franchise that I loved as a kid, but has never come back in my like teens or 20s. So I have all these memories of liking it, but if you put a gun to my head, I can name three of them. That being said, I'll buy all of them. So both of these ultimate lines, I believe, are... Forty to forty-five dollars a figure. <laughs> the rent is too damn high. Um, I'm very torn by this because well, yeah, man, it's a lot of money. It is a lot of money, but at the same time, I feel like it's not an outrageous price point for. That type of toy. Right. Um, but I'm starting to get a little nervous that 40 to $45 could become the new normal in a price for those type of toys. I think... This you think is, we're about to hit some like mid toys to play with, hot toys, collector market, and we're going to wedge in that middle of 40 to 50 yeah, I, that's what it's looking like to me. Well, then um, we're going to need a lot of people to subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. I was to start. <laughs> get ready. Open your wallets. Nobody knows what's going to happen with the tariffs. Apparently, tariffs are coming on toys, and that's going to raise the price. Well, yeah, you're getting into the so China thing. So we know thing, that yeah. prices are going up anyway. I just don't see being able to buy a figure with the detail of a Marvel Legends or a Mattel Elite 
for $20 much longer. I think these days yeah. are coming to an end. Yeah. Uh, one of the other things that was announced the same weekend as PowerCon, there was another convention that same weekend down in San Diego called Expo Lucha, which was a Lucha Libre convention. All right. And down there, Boss Fight Studios, who makes the great Bucky O'Hare figures and a bunch of other great stuff. Uh, if you haven't heard of Boss Fight, look them up. They're a fantastic small company made of some people who were designers at Hasbro and left to start their own company. And everything they've made is just fantastic. Yeah. So they were down displaying new toys at Expo Lucha. And what they showed down there is a line of six and a half inch Lucha Libre Mexican wrestling figures. It's a line that is going to have wrestlers that Mattel could never make. And the line is going to be pretty compatible with that Mattel line. And they're starting it off with two of my favorite wrestlers, Pentagon and Phoenix. Pentagon and Phoenix, just amazing, amazing luchadors. Uh, Outfits that are perfect for action figures. I've been dying for figures of these two guys for years. I am so happy they're being made. Now, and they look perfect. They showed a prototype for Phoenix, looked perfect. They showed art for Pentagon, also looks perfect. Again, I believe these are at a 30 to $35 price point. Totally fine with that. I love these. More than happy to pay that. But again, it's looking like this is the direction yeah. that we're headed in. It's a shame. And it's a shame because I feel like at the same time that brick and mortar stores are kind of, I don't want to say on their last legs, but in fact, many futurists, which is a weird thing to say ever, but many people who look at consumerism, a weird thing about me, as much as I may, I want to be in film and TV and I love podcasting and I don't do that, it's marketing and advertising, but I actually love researching is consumerism and like price point behavior of people. And right now, a lot of futurists who look ahead to these trends and market trends and how people are buying their products are thinking that we're kind of past the goal, passing rather the golden age of Amazon online shopping, two buttons and it comes to my door. And they think that the brick and mortar renaissance in the next five to 10 years is coming. And it'll be some hi- some hybrid. If I go hmm. on Target.com, I say what I want, and then I go to the store and I get it. That people are going to want that like human connection again. So I say that because as, as brick-and-mortar stores are sort of quote-unquote dying off, I feel like toys for kids are becoming less and less valuable. They, their iPads, their video games. I'm now the old man on the porch with a shotgun saying, get off my lawn. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't have kids. I feel like there's less, but the collector market, your hot toys, your Funko pops, a Funko pop, Justin is something that I will buy in my twenties. But if I was six and you gave me a Funko pop to play with, I, what are you doing? What are you doing? So 
I feel like they figured out that there's this like mid-level market of 25 to 45-year-olds who will buy toys and they can crank that up to 30 bucks, 40 bucks. But I wouldn't be surprised that that trend hits and we resist. And if the brick and mortar renaissance comes, it'll go back down. Well, I'm not resisting, I can tell you that. I'm going to resist. I also like that it's so appealing to me. Not only can I get an action figure of Phoenix and Pentagon now, but I can have it sent directly to my door. Look, I man, don't Amazon's have to go a to bad company, Walmarts. but if I can hit two buttons and it shows up, I'll do it. But this is direct from the company, which is what I like. Right. The boss fight sells their stuff directly. They have they even have their own retail store that they just opened in Massachusetts. Uh Super Seven sells their stuff directly. I love it. Especially if it means getting more obscure figures, more obscure characters that are produced in a smaller batch. I don't mind $45. Ooh. It's gotta be pretty dope. And I won't I you know here's the thing. I won't mind forty dollars. I'll get more picky. And I've already become more picky with my toy buying. I'm not a Marvel Legends completist any longer. I'm right. I'm only buying like a handful of those every year. I've scaled so far back. And it's way more appealing to me to spend forty five dollars on one character that I really, really want. Instead of $20 a piece, which ends up being like 150 for a set. Yeah, that's fair. I would pr- I'd really, because I love right now these, these X-Men. I can have all of my Jim Lee 90s X-Men characters. And it only cost me like, you know, 150 whatever. And if you suddenly cranked it up to 50 I'd really have to go, okay, well, for me, it's Cyclops and Nightcrawler, and we're done. I'm not going to buy all of them anymore, right? You look at something like Star Wars, which it's pretty easy to get me to buy a Star Wars figure. But if you cranked them up to $60, but they were good, it would really be like, I guess I'm getting one good Vader and Darth Maul. And I'm probably not going to buy, you know, Kit Fitso anymore. See, Which, I'm, where I'm is just the my opposite. kit fits so I black am, <laughs> at this point, I am way more like into buying a $45 Kit Fisto than I am a $20 Darth Maul. That, make, that makes sense to me. And I, you know, I'm lying to myself. I might buy a $40 Kit Fitso. Uh, on top of those conventions, on, on top of Expo Lucha and PowerCon, there was also Unboxing Con in Mexico where uh, Hasbro showed like two new Marvel <laughs> Legends. At the Fan Expo in Canada, they showed an Alpha Flight five pack, which they then immediately put up for sale on Amazon. Right. Well, that's the other crazy part about whenever people get into like toys aren't selling, toys this, nobody's buying physical, whatever. Speaking of another con, D23, just, just Disney alone. Up. Falcon and Winter Soldier, WandaVision, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. Yeah, I wonder We're if we'll get... We're never going to stop making toys now. Are we going to get toys for all those Marvel Plus We are... Shows, you think? 100% going to get... 
maybe not the toys you and I buy. We're going to get Funkos. We're going to get those, uh, what do they call them? The little, they're Mickey Mouse molds, but it's all the characters and they're in a yeah. mystery pack, whatever, at Disneyland. We're not. We're never going to stop now. We're just not. I agree with the Funko Pops. I bet Funko makes Pops for every character Forever. that appears in every Disney Plus show. Forever. But I don't know if like Marvel Legends and Hot Toys are going to dip into the what Disney What better Plus. excuse do they have for a line? Come buy the new Falcon and we'll wedge in these three characters you've never heard of and these two characters from WandaVision and... Mm. So even though there had been all of these other conventions the last few weeks, I was a little disappointed that there weren't any toys shown at D23. Yeah, well, you know, how many... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like a a missed opportunity for more exclusives as well. Where's my Jungle Cruise Dwayne Johnson figure and Emma Stone as Cruella DeVille and these add, weird lady in the tramp CGI, but they still had dogs on the red carpet. Let scenario. me ask you a legitimate question. This isn't this is not a joke. This is a real question that I've been meaning to ask someone for weeks now. Hasn't there already been a new Jumanji movie? Well, yes. Is this the second This is the second in is this the second one with The Rock? Yes. This is. This is the second Jumanji. So and there was already a Jumanji with The Rock. Which, Justin, again, means that we're ignoring the best title for a Jumanji sequel, which is Tumanji. Uh, the, I feel like I've been seeing previews for a Rock Jumanji for years. I don't know. Uh, the second Jumanji, which has a t- subtitle I can't remember and I can't make it out. It's on my Blu-ray shelf and I can't see it from here. It's very good. How different is the Jungle Book movie going to be from Jumanji? Very. Oh, it's the Jungle Cruise that the Rock. The Jungle is in. Cruise. Well, it's both. He's going to be in Jumanji, a film that's a sequel but to a film. But not Jungle Book. Jungle Book has happened, and the Rock is not in he it. He is not in it. It's all animation except for a little boy, uh, and the Jungle Cruise, which will be the third movie based off of a Disneyland rise ride. Pirates. Haunted Mansion. Haunted Mansion. Jungle Cruise. Where is Mike Carlson when I need him? In either case. I feel like we're missing one. I feel like there was like a big Thunder Mountain made for TV movie. Well, I could be wrong. I'm sure a simple Google search will tell me. No time. Dear listeners, you should give us five stars on iTunes. And if you are on another service, you should like it and share it. You can then follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash how do you figure podcast where you can share photos and do whatever you want and give us topics about whatever we should talk about and Twitter at how do you figure PC. You can email us topics at how do you figure podcast at gmail.com and we're on Instagram at how do you figure podcast. And I think that's the show. I think that's the show. Great. We'll start to you next week.